Well, hello, my friend, Andrew. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. How are you today? I'm absolutely splendid um, and grateful. We're getting, uh, uh, people are responding to our videos. They're asking questions. And I thought, as you and I have been talking a little bit, let's start from the beginning. What do you think? I think it's a great idea because, to be honest with you, and, and I understand, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that they don't really know our backgrounds or what we've done or we don't know our backgrounds or what we've done, so how are we going to help them, right? Yeah. So, but we have had a lot of people reach out, you know, messages and back there that are either brand new in the business and are just kind of saying, okay, we're a little bit lost, or they've really been thinking about a career in real estate and they want to get something going, but they don't know where to start. Exactly, exactly. And I was talking to um, a lot of direct messages and I actually had someone call me this week and said, I'm trying to get my license. I don't know where to start, um, what to expect. And the only thing I, I could explain at that point in time as a quick conversation was, number one, I will help you find a school in that area that's going to suit your uh, time frame. And then right. there, it's about building a business. No, that's exactly right. I mean, because a lot of times, you know, there's two ways for people to go about this, right? That are interested in, in getting into the business. They may see an ad, um, they, they may get an email and it would be from a specific brokerage that are recruiting, which is fine. Sometimes they'll have a real estate school built in um, or some sort of training built in. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I did something very similar when I got my license, but I also didn't know any better. Right. <laughs> you know, it's really all I saw. The other way to go about it is to actually treat getting your license independent from, well, I'm going to align with this broker um, and taking everything one step at a time because there's a lot of differences between different brokers depending on what you're looking for, which is a whole other conversation. You know, in, in this particular case, and even, you know, what you're doing at the moment um, is you're getting your license in Texas. Right. Um, and in that particular case, it is a matter of using one of the real estate schools that's already out there. Everything can be done online, right? Going through at your own pace. Um, they walk you through all of the modules, walk you through all of the training and help you all the way up to the point of preparing for and taking whatever the testing requirements are in the state that you're in to walk you through that. So that once you actually have that license, now there's going to be different brokerages in your area, more suited to what your aspirations are. You know, cause let's face it, some people, they want to get in and they're only doing it because they've got a few family members and they, they, they want to handle their own personal transactions or maybe they're investors and they want to flip homes and handle certain things themselves. Others are more interested in, in building a bigger business or developing a team or doing things there. And there's going to be different situations that suit them better depending upon those needs. Absolutely. And, and I think that the key message for agents or individuals that want to get their license and uh, really become successful is number one, understand it's a business. I think that's a, a really huge misunderstanding whether you're going to be independent agent or join a team uh, the one thing i told this gentleman this week was have you ever run your own business and he said no i said i'll give you one piece of advice right now grab your calendar and time block your day just like you do at your job right if, 
if you focus on your day that you have to suit up, show up, and go out and actually work all day, you will avoid the, the trap that a lot of agents get into, right? We've seen this a million times. Agent is fired up, they get on a roll, they put one or two in escrow, and they get so bogged down by all the work they have to do to close the deals, they forget to keep working and generate more clients. Well, exactly. I mean, and we touched on it last week as we discussed the book, The E-Myth, right? And yeah. going back to our baker, right? I mean, it was, it was quite simple. The baker loved to bake, but the baker started having trouble and lost their passion for what they were doing when they suddenly have to do all of the other things involved in running a business. And a lot of agents, when they get into, into real estate, the idea behind it is, well, I'll sit a couple of open houses. I'll have friends calling me. I'll do a couple of deals. No problem. And then, you know, within 18 months, two years, they're out. They're done because they find it wasn't like that. And it's because they never treated it like it was an actual business, like they actually have to work at it. Their phone isn't magically going to ring and people just aren't going to be wandering through the supermarket and say, you look like an agent, although with some people they might. They might. Um, <laughs> you know, can you sell me a house today? You know, it, it doesn't work like that. There's a process, just like we talked about with a lot of people, one of the appeals and the reason people that get into business go with a franchise route is that roadmap has been provided and they have it. You know, if you own a store, all of your, you know, a McDonald's, right? You're going to pay hefty for that license, but you're also going to get that roadmap. Here's exactly what you need every single step of the way. Your procedures, how you hire people, how you order, how much to order, what you're going to, I mean, everything is detailed out. That doesn't exist in, in real estate. And as you, as you mentioned, you start to get a little bit busy and now all of a sudden you're not generating new business. You're not following up with leads. All of these things start to fall through the cracks and you don't want to do them. And now all of a sudden you're like, well, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and you made a great point on, on the E-Myth book is that um, so many people don't realize that, uh, and we heard this a long time ago, right? Niche by niche, you, you'll get rich, right? I, I really don't like that phrase, but it's true. If you specialize, find where your passion is. What do you specialize in? Do you like raw land? Do you like condos? Do you like golf course homes? Do you like track homes? Do you want to specialize in uh, million dollar plus homes, luxury homes? Find your passion. And in finding your passion, look at your sphere of influence, right? right. So if, if, if I've never done real estate and most of the people I know are in the middle income earning bracket, it doesn't behoove me if I don't know people in the luxury home division to go after luxury homes. Let's, let's build the business and work with your sphere of influence and what you know. It's no different than being a contractor. If you're really good at doing framing on a home, you're not going to offer to do the finish work because you probably don't have that skill yet to cut in crown molding perfectly. Right. So um, I, I agree with you, especially on, on this book where it talks about where's your passion, do what you do best and bring in other people to your organization, to your business to take care of the stuff. Number one, you don't want to do per se, but more importantly, what you're not good at, hire an expert to do that. They do it in the medical field all the time. 
Well, they do it in lots of different fields. And I mean, that's the one thing. It's kind of funny in real estate. It's because you have a license. So look at California, right? I mean, you're licensed throughout the state. It's issued by the state. This is any state. I mean, but I'm picking that one because we're both familiar with it. Very large state. Just because you know the market in one section of San Diego doesn't mean you're in a position to go sell in San Francisco. You know, it's completely different in that aspect. Now, when you start to break that down and get into the specific local markets, the biggest mistake I see a lot of agents do when they come in is they try and be everything to everyone. Yeah. Right. If you go to a Cadillac dealer, what do they sell? Cadillacs. That's all they sell. Their people are trained to know that product inside and out. You know, you look at Apple, Apple makes Apple products, you know, and you look at that, you can't go to Apple and buy a Hewlett Packard, buy a Dell. They don't do that. They're specialized in one specific thing. You can look at any sort of business, right? In general, you won't go to a business that manufactures nails that suddenly wakes up one morning and the guy goes, I really like pencils. Let's make pencils. Right. You know, they don't do it. They've got something that they specialize in. And I only bring that up because what you see agents do is they try and be everything to everyone. And, you know, as my grandmother used to tell me growing up, she goes, one day you'll learn that when you try and please everyone, you'll end up pleasing no one. And Absolutely correct. Absolutely. 100%. And, and you're, you're in that. So they're like, well, you know, we're going to help buyers and sellers. Well, who else are you going to help? Right. You know, what buyers, what sellers? No, you've got, maybe you, you want to deal with first time home buyers that have never bought before that are making that step from renting to owning for the first time. Or maybe you're dealing with people that, you know, they relate to you in, in one way, shape or form and they're moving up. You know, maybe they bought a condo or a small place and right when they got married and now all of a sudden they're having a child or two and, and they're a move up buyer. On the other end of the spectrum, you've got seniors that have completely different needs and they're looking to downsize and move down. All of those areas are specialties, right? And the one that knows it better than anyone else is the one that actually succeeds the most. Don't go a mile wide and an inch deep, Right. That's Go right. an inch wide and a mile deep. Know everything and speak to that person directly. And you're going to find that you do much, much better. Um, I think you and I, we talked about once before, there was, he's still an agent today, but Alan Dom in Philadelphia, right? And right when everything was going, Alan was great because all he did was high-rise condos in downtown Philadelphia. And at first he only did a building and then it was two and then it was three and he expanded out. But he used to get calls from people, right? saying, will you come and list my property here? No, I won't. Right. And he spent, he was so specialized, but he knew every building. If somebody called him and they said, Hey, you know, we live in this building and this, he knew exactly the floor plan. He knew exactly which way it faced by the number. He knew it inside and out. And Everyone says, well, can that work? Yeah, he does over a thousand transactions a year. The last time I saw. And And of course it works. That's it. That's all he did. That goes back to your statement. You know, don't go 10 miles wide. 
and three inches deep or, or whatever, uh, whatever your, your quote was. I'm misquoting you, so I apologize. It's specialized. It's okay to say no to a client if right. you're unfamiliar. If for agents that are looking to make money, let's, here's an example. I got a phone call from an individual who wants me to list a raw land. I don't like doing raw land. I just don't like it. I also don't know raw land like a couple other agents here in town that know it like the back of their hand. So why not refer it out? If I'm going to worry about the money, let's say, and that's another misconception by agents. Most agents, and you've heard this a million times, uh, and I'll, I'll just hit this quick and move on. First question I always ask an agent wants to join my team, how much money you want to make? It's always $100,000. Always. That's the magic number. Yep. How are we going to do this? Well, you can't do it by trying to be a, a specialist in every area. So back to my point was, when I get a raw land listing, if it's something I'm really familiar with, it's right in my backyard and I want to take it on, I will. If not, I'm going to refer it to an expert, just like a doctor. You don't want a proctologist giving you brain surgery. You just don't, okay? No. But real estate agents forget that because our license is broad. We're general practitioners. Right, right. We're, exactly. I'll be general practitioners. But the ones that build a business, and, and that's, that's been my key point all week, build your business. Build your business, time block, have accountability, do all the stuff that you need to do because I've seen it time and time again. Agents will get on a roll and they'll make a bunch of money out of, honestly, their sphere and pure luck. They have no idea what they're truly doing. And then they make this chunk of money and within three to six months, that money is gone or they get sucked into the rabbit hole of you got to pay for leads here, you got to pay for leads here, you got to pay. No, you made a valid point we were talking it's not the leads, it's converting those leads into actual buyers or sellers. You know, you're, you're right. And I mean, on that specialist, I know there are people that will disagree with us and that's fine. Um, you know, but we just know, you know, one of the best ways to figure out best practices are not to look inside of your own industry, is to look at what's done outside in the business world in general, it changes your perspective on things. But I do remember, I'm going to bring up. So when I started out and, you know, I went to a Hobbs Herder seminar and it was my, I believe, second year in the business. And, you know, the first year I kind of spent some time figuring some things out the first six, seven months, it was off to the races. And I remember going through and it was near the end of this first full year, kind of my second year. And I was actually talking to Don Hobbs, right? I count him at the end of one session. I said, I have a question for you. And, and for those that don't know, they were a company that specialized in agent branding and specialization and, and how to drill down and identify your markets to work in. And my comment to him was, no, I hear what you're saying, but you know, I just, it's my second year in the business and I just closed 10 million this year, right? It was off to the races. Um, I said, explain to me, why do I need you? And I'll never forget. He looked at me and goes, I'm not saying you do, but do that again and again and again, and then come talk to me. And th the point was, as you just said, anyone can get on a roll, right? And you, know, you can go to Vegas and get on a roll on the tables. You can get on a roll, but maintaining that and becoming known for something and not having to continually reinvent yourself carries a lot of weight. Yeah. There, there's a huge 
benefit there and it will simplify your life and it's actually freeing, right? Because now all of a sudden, you know, people do business with people they like or think they like or know, like, and trust, right? And that, and don't that work, don't that's, work with people that you don't like. That's right. That, that's the, that's the, the key thing. I think we've posted on Facebook. We've said this to people before. It's like people want to know how much you care about them and how you're going to help them with any problems to have solutions. They will work with that person before they will work with the self-proclaimed number one agent in the area. Right. It's a people business. And uh, I just want to touch on, on the Don Hobbs thing. I was with you at that conference. And I remember Don saying, this is all about you. You get to customize your business. You get to custom. So the first thing I heard was customize. That was all about me. Right. What? You're going to make my logo cool. You're going to help me get this done. And you're going to put me on a solid path to remain successful. Well, the difference is, is no matter what trainer that you go to, they're going to come back and they're going to talk to you about your value proposition. What sets you apart from anyone else? Well, if you do things like everybody else, then there is no differentiation, right. you know, and you're never going to win that game by saying, well, I sold 10 million last year because someone's going to come around and go, well, I sold 11. Then there's somebody that sold 20. Then there's somebody that sold 30. Well, I've been in the business 22 years. Well, I've been in the business 27. It's, it's a never ending cycle and it's a game that you won't win. But you can eliminate a lot of that competition, especially as you're starting out by putting forth your plan, which is actually, you know, what we started this, you know, this call on yeah. is putting forward that plan. What is it that drives you? Who do you like? Who do you hang out with? And what is it that you can do to speak directly to them? You know, a, a modern way of looking at it now um, is, you know, it'll be talked as, as an avatar. You know, define your avatar or define your ideal customer, right? It's something that's touched on, but nothing that's really drilled home. And for anybody that's starting out, spend some time thinking about it. Because if you do, it's going to put you on a completely different path to others that just try and be everything to everyone. Yeah, I agree 110%. And we have the 90-10 rule. They used to call it the 80-20, but I changed it to the 90-10 rule because- You have to it, rename the rule from Pareto then to Sage. Yeah, right. The Sage rule. It's a 90-10, man. 10% of the agents do 90% of the business. And they stay in business because they've thought, they've planned. That's, that's where so many agents go wrong. They don't plan. And, you know, the point is, we're definitely not saying that you cannot be a hugely successful agent by not just going after everybody. Um, we're not, we're not saying that because everyone's going to know people in their market that have done that. What we're talking about is the type of business that you want to have. You know, do you want to continually chase and there, there are models and training out there to continually chase deal yep. to deal to deal to deal to deal. There's another one where you can set yourself up in a way where you can continually attract and you'll attract people to you based upon what you become known for. And again, it, it all depends on, we've done it both ways, but it all depends on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. I mean, and you just, you just touched on a great point. What are you going to chase? And one of the things that uh, you and I've discussed, I've watched agents do it. We've done it. 
uh, when you're new in the business, you know, you know, talk to for sale by owners, talk to expireds if you want listings, if you want to uh, uh, kickstart your business. But that's not something you have to do the rest of your career unless you enjoy it. So we have tons of stuff to talk about. And I know we're trying to keep this kind of condensed so we don't, we're not keeping people on videos for a half hour. No one has a half hour to listen to us talk. But the point is right now today is let us know what you'd like us to touch on. Comment below, direct message us. Um, you want to talk about for sale by owners and expireds and scripts and time blocking and accountability. And if you're brand new, what to do. If, you, if you're taking the next step to build a team and that's your desire, let us know. We'll talk about all this because we're doing it. Not right. because we read a, a trifold from some coach. Exactly. I know that sounds rude, but I'm just trying to keep it real. Um, I did this, we did this before and I did this on my own for a while where I had so many agents reach out and say, well, I'm take, I'm getting coaching from so-and-so. And my very first question was how many homes have they sold in the past 90 days? Cause if they're not selling homes in the past 90 days, they're not in the market. They're not in the business They're, And I'm not trying to bag on coaches or trainers, but no. if you customize training for your market, what you're trying to accomplish, then let's talk. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. So we need your help. We need you guys to let us know what you want to what you want to hear. Um, would love your feedback. So throw it in the comments below, or as, or as Troy said, direct message us, and we'll make sure we get back to you. Absolutely, man. Thanks for your time, brother. Hey, you too.